Hello, this is Commander Souverain from Lave Radio. And Shan told me that Dav Stop told him at LaveCon that this is the Loose Screws podcast. Greetings, everyone. It is yet another episode of Loose Screws. Today we're recording on the 5th of November on 2020. And, um, you know, we're, we're here. We've, we've got, I, I was about to say skeleton crew. There's nothing skeleton about this crew is great. Um, I am joined tonight by NL hate. Say hello. Yo dudes. And, com- uh, sorry, Lieutenant, no, commander, Lieutenant commander data. <laughs> <laughs> hello everybody. Welcome back. Um, Chig's busy with with work crap, and um, this is this is fine. It's, and yes, where is Craig? Who knows? Craig instantly failed. Uh, I think maybe we'll unattach him from Discord and reattach him at some point because um, he's acting weird. But that's okay. Um, so what's going on today? We have uh, a number of things to talk about on the show. First of all, um, a couple of things uh, I. We've learned that uh, Commander Phoenix the Fire, Colin Ford over at Lave Radio and his family have been diagnosed with COVID and they're hunkering down over there. Uh, last I heard, they were symptomatic, but not doing so bad. So I hope that's still the case. That was a few days ago. So wishing them well um, and hopefully a speedy recovery and, you know, Hopefully nothing gets too bad over there. And then um, just a couple of hours before we started recording tonight, um, we heard from his wife that uh, Mal for the Win from the Flight Assist podcast uh, had an allergic reaction to something this afternoon and was taken to the hospital. But his wife said that they he lost consciousness but was revived and then taken to the hospital where she could not join him, unfortunately. And that is the last news that I have on that. So um, I hope he's doing well and better over there. Speedy recoveries. Um, just all kinds of stuff going on like that, right, Hate? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, apparently, Hate was, was poisoned last night and has been dealing with some food poisoning issues. Um, we were regaled with a very, very disgusting story it, shortly before recording. He was thinking outside the bell all night last night. <laughs> that, um, yeah, that, that hits it. <laughs> well done. Um, okay, well, feeling better for the moment, yes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what, what's that? I just needed to get some fluids in me. Uh-huh. Okay. There we go. Fluids. So how's everybody been, uh, besides the food poisoning, how's life been treating you lately, Hate? You were saying something about uh, your new job. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I built a, a workbench PC so that I could do my, my PC repair job at work, like as a rite of passage. Uh, and it's operating two more cores and six, 16 gigs more RAM than my gaming PC does <laughs> from parts Out that were laying around junk parts that were laying around at the shop. So it's like a test bench set up so you can yeah. quickly swap parts in and out. Well, mostly for like clerical stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we have we have some <laughs> sixteen gigs tools. of clerical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta gotta open QuickBooks and Microsoft stuff and uh, you know Internet Explorer or whatever. You know, uh, I use Firefox personally because it's not very intensive. And though though the work machine is better than my gaming machine, it's still an AMD three socket and you know, 24 gigs of DDR3. Uh, as a matter of mm-hmm. fact, the GPU is running DDR3 as its devoted memory as well. That's, uh, that's old-fashioned, right? Well, <laughs> uh, the Xbox Series X that I believe comes out on Monday is using DDR6 all the way through the machine. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And the new, the new NVIDIA GPUs are using... GDDR6X, um, which is some uh, slight variation on that, uh, with a wider bus, I think. Speaking of hardware, I haven't watched any of the or read any of the AMD reviews for. I guess did they announce a new CPU line? I've seen some headlines. There, there are CPUs and GPUs coming. They're announced and should be getting closer and closer to release. I think the, so far the only benchmarks we've seen are AMD's own. Um, but what I have seen there, they seem like they're being pretty real about it in the sense that they are posting some things where like the 3090 does beat them, but only by a few percentage points. So they're not like totally cherry picking everything. Um, but there's, there's a lot of questions like they have some features built into the new GPUs that like it's something called rage mode. I, I don't, I'm not into the AMD stuff enough to know what these things mean in real terms uh, because AMD uses all the cool words for things, but like rage mode and then there's smart RAM or something. And um, these need to have, they they need to be paired with one of the new AMD CPUs in order to make these things work. So there's some kind of interactivity that allows them to do this extra feature. Um, And in some games it makes them perform better. So like we see a stack of, benchmarks and if you look closely at the chart like some of them have these things features turned on and some of them don't um so what we've seen isn't is probably not exactly a head to head against Nvidia but they're i mean they they seem like they're doing well and predicted to have a price point that's pretty compelling so that ought to light a fire under Nvidia's butt mm. I, st- uh, I still, for me, I still kind of feel like I'm paying attention to th- some of the other features, like not even necessarily the ray tracing, um, but like the other, like the dedicated streaming silicon that NVIDIA has in the NVENC encoder. Uh, if AMD doesn't have an answer to that, it's not going to be something that I'm interested in kind cough, of at all. Cough, so VR support, cough, cough. Uh, well, anything will run VR, but I mean, it's just, VR is just a matter of how how much juice can you, you know, how many frames can you, how many pixels can you push in, you know, less than 11 milliseconds? So, um, yeah, cause they, nobody's using dedicated ports anymore, so it doesn't really matter. Truly. <clears throat> Crickets. Okay. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I've, I've, 
not been like super into AMD stuff for a while. So I feel like I, I don't know everything, but I'm trying to pay attention to some of the blogs because I don't know if I'm being tricked by NVIDIA, I, I would like to know about that. Um, and even if it's not the product for me, I still like the idea that it is going to be competition and split the market a bit. Um, I, cause I think I that's see, better for everybody. I see more hype from, um, the YouTube channels like Paul's hardware and, uh, Gamers Nexus about their CPUs more than their right. video cards. And those are supposed to be hands down just, it's just the fastest CPU, like without question. Um, so I, I believe that. I Again, I just don't know it. Like my, my computer has Intel sockets. So, yeah, um, but I don't know. That, that seems to be the thing is for a while they... Uh, they being AMD kind of didn't focus on GPU for a while and and fell behind in that, but they got ahead on CPU stuff um, over Intel. So I don't know. We'll see how it shakes out. I guess. I mean, are you are you planning an upgrade soon? Oh, yes. Always want, always wanting an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> I toy with the idea yeah. of going VR, but I haven't. haven't uh-huh. uh, haven't convinced myself yet to make the uh, to make the expenditure. Have you ever tried out a headset of any kind? No, no, none at all. Okay, you should you should find somewhere to try one out. And it that what's going to suck is like I I'd, I'd say sometimes they have like demos at Microsoft stores, but um, I I would not send you there in the current <laughs> world happenings. Um, so I don't know if there's like a, if you have a trusted friend or something like that, but it's, it is something that I think you should try before you go committing to, because some people just don't get on with it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, but if, if you can, you know, if you're, if your stomach can take it and if it's just going to agree with your whole, like how, how your kind of body handles that sort of thing. Um, it is, it is really amazing. And that's, that's coming for like, for me, like when I got it, it took me like three days to be able to fly my spaceship like normal again, without feeling like I was going to fall off of the earth. I I was like very <laughs> susceptible to it at first, but I took it easy and I got used to it. And now I can flip around and do all kinds of stuff without any worry. Um, so what, what so. I'm hearing is, is if you're playing elite with a, with a VR headset and you're new to it, put a seatbelt on your chair. <laughs> I remember lifting off the pad and like feeling like I was in an actual air. Like I, I apparently I'm very susceptible to that kind of thing. And I just, was, Oh my God, it was so crazy. And I turned the stick and cl- uh, grabbed my chair. It was so <laughs> disconcerting. And I tried to take off and it was, I was in a Coriolis station. I tried to take off and I had to rotate to match the mail slot and it was crazy. <laughs> and that's about all I did. Like I left, and I got, regained my composure and came right back in and landed again. That was my first day <laughs> in VR. Um, and then eventually I was like, you know what? I just have to take a mission and then I have to do it. And that'll convince me to go out. And like while I was out, I got interdicted and full, like full body sweat <laughs> after <laughs> dealing with an interdiction. <laughs> Your, but your brain, that was sort of it. Yeah. Your brain is very worried. Like I'm seeing all these weird things and feeling, <laughs> I'm not feeling anything. We're flipping like crazy. And after I got used to it for a few days, I remember 
driving in my car in real life and stopping at a stoplight and noticing a sensation as though I was still moving. So I feel like I had been, I had spent like three days knitting new synapses to convince my brain it's okay to have the visual input that I'm moving without the like center of gravity, like without feeling actual motion. That's okay. That's okay with us. And then I got in a car and it was like, now suddenly I'm used to feeling like I'm riding in a car, but I'm stopped. And it was like the reverse of that. Like I had this this sort of sensation of continued motion, even though I was actually stopped. Um, pretty weird. That's all long behind me now. Yeah, I, uh, well, this- What's that? I think I think I'm gonna have to upgrade to VR now. I think you talked me into it. Oh my god, it's amazing! I flat screen is like looking at the game through a, a tiny window. I think I say this all. I think everybody's heard me say this a lot. But anyway, that turned into a weird story. Uh, <laughs> I I think I beat you a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. All right. I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. Uh. Well, what's what's new with you, Data? How are, you know, you know, the last time we had you on, there was kind of a lot to talk about and I kind of washed right over the fact that I was pretty sure you'd never been on the show before and you know, I feel like we all know you so well that I didn't need to introduce you or make a big deal out of it, but there are plenty of people who listen who are not always in our Discord voice chat and haven't gotten to know you over the past uh, year and a few months. So, you know, hey man, what's what's your deal? <laughs> well, just have a lot of a lot of fun playing this game. I've been been doing it for a while now for for me at least about a year. You're playing this yeah. game. It's just sort of, you know, this this gang has become my group of friends. I'm used to hanging out with in the evening. Some people are playing elite. Some people aren't in the Discord voice comms. Some people talk. Right, it's spread out. Some, some people don't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's a few familiar faces on nowadays, most nights. I mean, we've got all of us, Dubs, Chig, I see uh, Teflon, Manatuck. Manatuck's putting in a lot of hours for us recently. Indeed. And Lark Shadow. Um, yeah. So you must, have, you must have found Loose Screws, like, right as you started playing. Right, right. Yeah, I was... Oh, yeah, I might have mentioned this last time, but I was, I had caught a uh, giantbomb.com video of uh, another space arcade type game, Rebel Galaxy mm-hmm. Outlaw, and I was thinking about getting into that, but then I saw one, another one of their videos pop up for a, like a, a short video of them playing this Elite Dangerous, and I, man, I feel bad for a video game reviewer having to do a, <laughs> a, a quick look at a game like this. There's a <laughs> How lot. do you shorten it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're looking at the galaxy map at all the commodity uh, commodities flowing back and forth across the systems. Like, I got no idea what these mean, but here they are. <laughs> yeah. I saw them flying around in spaceships and doing some, com- doing some combat and that, that uh, figured I'd check the game out. And I don't know if if Ty posted it on the Elite Dangerous subreddit when he started the show, 
but that's that's where I found out about loose screws. Was, oh, okay. It's posted to the to the subreddit. Hmm. Yeah. Were you a podcast listener before, like of other shows and stuff? Uh, yes, just a, a a few others at that time. Mm-hmm. I've added on a few more since quarantine started, where I'm working from home so much more now. And I'm not in an office where uh, the noise would bother others. Right. So I'm listening to a lot more more pods now. Uh, cool. On a previous topic that we we just covered in this show, uh, AMD just released the prices for their new chipset. Uh, I just from, saw that. <laughs> from $800 to $300. It's, it's like Ryan is listening to us. Or something. <laughs> I, know. I know. I don't think I went live with this. Anyway, yeah, that was funny. Uh, I I saw that pop up and I was like, oh, anyway, that's uncanny. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Welcome. I I I I can't remember what we exactly talked about last time um, you were on the show, and I but I did feel like we. <laughs> invited you on and then hardly talked to you. So I wanted to make sure I didn't do that again. Uh, but yeah, I think as far as I'm concerned, data has been a feature of the loose screws community since just about as soon as I was in the discord. Um, he was seemed to be pretty much already here by the time there were, there were people here every night. He was one of them for sure. So. Yeah. Last time you guys made me stand outside the recording studio to record that episode. You left me outside in the cold with a, microphone to talk into but i gotta say the studio is pretty nice you let me in tonight out of the cold appreciate it it's real nice in here good to be in the same room with you guys (laughs) okay all right (laughs) touche oh hey everything okay over there did noise bleed through oh it's i you know what it is? I think sometimes your your mute when you're using your phone makes a makes a sound, and I'm never sure if you've just <laughs> dropped to the floor unconscious or not. Um, anyway, hey, um, I was about to tackle some squadron update. Does that sound like a good idea to you? Yes. All right. Incoming priority message. Squadron briefing. So the more things stay the same, the more they change. Is that what it is? Is that how you say that? Yeah, that, that about covers it. <laughs> uh, we are doing some very targeted BGS, and we've made some friends this week. We've made some friends this week. We, we've talked about Lave Radio already. We're going to talk about different people from Lave Radio. Eseka has reached out with uh, to Nurgle and I, and I've relayed that to, to the crew. Uh, we're we're helping share the system, Alexandris. Uh, they'll be probably invading that system in a week or two, uh, so that they can bridge the gap between two of their factions. Uh, Iseka, I'm not cool. sure which which uh, PMF he's in, or what the other PMF that they're linking up is. But you know, we're making we're making friends. You know, we're being diplomatic. But neighborly. in the same stroke, in the same stroke, we've had some bad neighbors, and we're now uh, doing some taking some actions uh, 
that aren't very neighborly. Uh, if you'd like to know more about that, I really recommend that you join the Discord. That's a good plan. Yeah. It's a good as plan. To, as opposed to saying we're going to war with a PMF, well, a player group and their, their native faction that's uh, nearby. So that would sound angry. We're not angry. We're loose and screwy, but we're not angry. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot that is kind of staying the same. Um, some You'll see a lot of familiar names on the standing orders list of systems, you know, boost our influence almost everywhere and um, focusing a little less on expansion and moving into maintenance on some things that uh, were not being maintained correctly otherwise. So we're doing a little bit of taking matters into our own hands. So yeah, if, if you're interested in BGS, I would say we have some all-hands-on-deck situations going on right now. There are plenty of uh, missions and actions to be had, and we'd love to have you join in. Uh, and if you're listening and you don't know what the BGS is, please feel free to join the Discord and ask questions. We have a questions channel and a faction chat channel. Either place will get you BGS questions answered very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we there there uh, yeah, lot, lots of questions always getting answered in the in the chat. Uh come come hang out. It's fun for beginners and you know, old old old-fashioned old crusty old, old space captains other and otherwise. That wondered. didn't go very well. Crusty, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good word to describe a lot of us probably. <laughs> What were you going to say? If you've ever wondered what uh, the status tab on your right-hand panel means in your ship, when you see all those different names and status bars and icons and all those missions offered up in the stations. Yeah, why do some people think you're so friendly and other people think you're unfriendly? You're the same person. What's what's INF++? What's a biotech conductor? (laughs) What is what is what a, is biotech, a biotech, biotech conductor? I love that. What's a biotech conductor? That's going to be yeah, the title today. I, I, I wasted is. a lot of I wasted a lot of those not knowing what engineering materials were and not accepting those uh, mission rewards. So the sooner you oh, join, no. the sooner you can learn. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. Um, so thanks. Uh, yeah, squadron update is lots of fun. Everybody get in there. It's stuff's getting real. Um, now in the wider galaxy, uh, let's, you know, gal news has continued to pop off as, as they say, not me, of course, the, the youngsters say things like that. Uh, Galnet has continued to pop off in this new era of story is happening just all the time. So what have we got here? I mean, since we last spoke, the Empire continues to, you know, beat its saber against its shield and, and call for the Marlinist refugees to be deported back to them so that they can sort out, you know, I guess probably behind closed doors or behind cell doors, uh, who's a terrorist and who isn't. Um, the next day we have Ashling Duvall uh, taking on the medical treatment of her cousin Hadrian. And making him feel all just spick and span better with 
fancy Vitadine nanomeds. And so we see uh, that new new commodity being used. Uh, well, apparently, right? At least used in the in the text story, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I think you know the the thing that that is kind of interesting about trying to scroll to the. Uh, here we are. Ashling's actual news article. I mean, the the thing is, like, they they're not supposed to get along, sort of. I guess, or I mean, the deal is like Hadrian is not uh, a recognized member of the royal family, but you know, here we have Ashling saying like he's my cousin, and I just lost another member of the family, so I'm not going to lose this one. And she doesn't care about the politics, et cetera. So, you know, continuing to like have disagreements <clears throat> within both the empire and of course in the Federation with everybody getting all upset, you know, and his, with the, his head was, his head was full of water and he continuously baffled Christendom by failing to die. I'm sorry. Huh? Uh, one of, one of the Habsburgs was very sickly from, uh, a long line of <clears throat> uh, brother and sister stuff. Uh-oh. And, oh. and he, he was... Some, some real McFoyle going on there, huh? Paraplegic <laughs> and epileptic. And when they did his autopsy, his head was full of water. Uh, Yikes. His, his man bits were small and shriveled. Uh, and, and they didn't work. Uh, and the the person that did the autopsy was not loving. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. What yeah. what a fun turn that story took. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure, for sure. You never know what ha- what the Imperials are up to in in their ships. Their sure, family. sure. Uh, so okay, so moving on then. Um, now the. Uh, the Empire turns right around and says, okay, we've got new evidence that the NMLA terrorists were receiving help from within the Federation, and they're really mad about it. They say they found, I guess, some kind of signage on the cargo containers that identify them as as coming from somewhere supported by the federation they think they have an that they think that the terrorists have another bomb making facility inside the federation things are heating up this is back on the third um it sounds like they're planning to invade uh and then just today on the fifth uh you better believe it they they went in there so imperial Internal Security Service investigation into the NMLA terrorist group led its agents to the system LTT-1935, which is a Federation-controlled system in neutral space. The military vessels were called in for support, only to be met in combat by federal forces. And poof, we have ourselves a community goal. So, welcome Pilots Federation commanders... You can now choose to fight for the Empire or the Federation in a superpower conflict. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, before we get too far into it, I guess this, this is your, your uh, in, in real life terms, this is your basic combat community goal involving conflict zones where you'll turn in bounties at uh, either 
Wolfport for the Federation, or if you're siding with the Empire, the Strength of Purpose megaship, which is also in system. Uh, it and um, yeah, the rewards are of course some money and uh, rank. If you are finishing in inside the top seventy-five or top twenty-five percent, you'll get one or two ranks uh, added for those um, superpowers. So that's a that's a real good way to gain rank. I'm thinking like I already have the high ranks to unlock the Corvette and the Cutter, but those last ranks above that are, you know, the higher up you get in the ranks, the harder they are to attain. So that's actually a that's actually a big deal for somebody who has a lot of rank but doesn't have them all yet. So uh I understand some of us have already been out there tonight to LTT 1935. Is that true? Yes, it is. Uh, I have seen uh, Manitouk, Lark Shadow, and myself so far from the folks I've talked to out here. Of course, there's a, out in uh, LTT 1935. There's the good old lively system chat. That's <laughs> fun to watch scroll by. Though, does it seem like everybody's kind of operating in solo and just talking in system chat, or are you seeing actual commanders out there? I've seen one commander. I was able to chase out of a CZ. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And I was about to face up against Lark Shadow, but we didn't, we didn't end up connecting in, in battle. Yeah, so I'm uh, <laughs> fighting for the Federation side so far in this one. Mm-hmm. Can't let- can't let those Imperials just take over systems, right? From a role-play perspective, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I super yeah. agree. Um, although, it does get me thinking that how hard would it be to put up, put myself into the top 75% of both of these? Oh, yeah. <laughs> with that. Play, the, play a true mercenary. There could be role-playing in that, too. Yeah. What's your, what's your plans for this hate? I, uh... Just just started my my PC account, and I would really like Corvette. Mm-hmm. So, uh, How far you, along you, did are mi- you? you you did miss one one little inkling. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. If you get to the top ten, I think it's commanders, not percent, but the top ten commanders, yes. they max your rank out. <laughs> if if the CG is completed, so. Whichever CG, I, I assume they're both going to end as soon as either completes or time runs out. So if either ends, the top 10 commanders for the successful CG will have their ranks maxed. Um, so that is only going to happen to 10 people and only for the, for the side that ends up completing first, if they complete. So I, I feel like that is a... <laughs> I feel like that, yeah... I feel like I was okay skipping that, but yes, that is definitely part of the news. Thank you. You know, actually, as as I was listening to uh, the most recent episode of Lave Radio and heard about um, uh, Colin Ford and his family uh, suffering from COVID, the show was the anchor position of the show was taken over by uh, Souverine, and as he put it, uh, the the reason he wanted to do that was so that he could just. Uh, read the headline and then kick it over to the other cast members to fill in the details and he didn't have to learn anything. So thank you all for supporting me in my time of need and making sure I don't forget crap. 
Great job. Last week. Okay, so on, on some previous shows, I think uh, Professor One talked about being sure to check the local news articles. They're out in a week from an article a week ago at Wolfport and LTT 1935. It mentions the Marlinist refugees arriving in this system after the last community goal. So yep. they've come out here and being chased. Yeah, there's some stuff in, in the Galnet articles about um, they, they at the bottoms of a few of these articles, they sort of make mention of starting to struggle with food supplies. Like they have food for now and, and kind of terminology like that. And, um, starting to, to feel the pressure of the influx of all these new people into the systems that didn't used to be there, um, stressing infrastructures and other things like that. So it's definitely kind of going on in the background. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you the, must be there now looking at the articles? Yeah. Yeah, none of the factions are... I, I see those like public disobedience, food shortages, and epidemics mentioned in, ah. the, in the Galnet article from 3 November, but none of the none of the factions and system are suffering from any of those. Okay. Well, I, I wonder, um, 1935... Was that one of the protected systems, one of the systems that succeeded in the CG to deliver aid? Uh, let me roll backwards. Successfully delivered. No, that was not. Okay, huh. Okay, I was going to say that I wonder if the systems that did not succeed uh, from their supply delivery CG would have more trouble or something. Maybe the news articles would exist there, but this is not one of those systems. Mm. So, okay. Well. Yeah, I've definitely made a habit of checking the local news articles whenever mm -hmm. they're mentioned mentioned by a Galnet article. This <laughs> conflict between superpowers has not happened often. Yes, and Data, you had posted in some... Uh, info about when it has happened in the past? Yeah, I got curious and conducted about eight minutes of expert research into awesome. the history of Federation warfare. And yeah, we have uh, what you'll see mentioned, or what I first saw mentioned during the Drew Wagar uh, lore tour streams. You know, the first war between the Federation and what would become the Empire back in the year 2324, when uh, the Federation invaded Akinar after the Empire mm -hmm. uh, inadvertently, I guess, destroyed sentient life in that system. And that was um, a difficult. Uh, for the Federation to maintain their supply lines because of the old uh, faster-than-light faster than tech. took a long time, took weeks and weeks to get from Seoul to Echinar. Wow. So they were ultimately repelled, of course, because the Empire survived. Mm -hmm. and, uh, the only recent in-game conflicts I saw on the wiki page was a proxy war. Um when the Thargoid structures were 
discovered in the Pleiades. There were some uh, minor factions in conflict in those systems to try to control the the structures and the meta alloys, but it was essentially ended in a stalemate when both sides withdrew after forming uh, the Aegis group. Uh huh. Okay. And then we, and then kind of the alliance takes over to a certain extent with the Thargoid stuff, don't they? At that point, or at some point, I should say, maybe not take over, but um. It's in, well, they control that region of space. Yeah, I mean, they, they basically, like, that's that's one of their areas, so. Cool, yeah, I mean, I there's been talk about, obviously, the storyline seemed to be heading in the direction of battle between um, the Empire and Federation, but there's also these little threads of conflicts within those superpowers, so, you know, I, I wasn't sure. I, I was actually leaning toward... They, the civil kind of war, civil, <laughs> nothing civil about it. These, uh, uh, the internal conflicts might have gone off first, I felt like, um, but not, not so, or at least not obviously so yet. But I, I think, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that's kind of boiling over right now. And it's yeah. an exciting time to be a commander. Yeah, I might have expected like some mention in the Galnet about. That would allude to Zach Hudson using this as some sort of distraction or a way to bolster right. his position with all the troubles he's yeah. had with the Starship One discoveries. Yeah, although maybe this is enough of a distraction too, you know. It, yeah. to, although it was it was sort of thrust upon. Well, well, no, he actually he's he's standing up and saying he didn't want to let the refugees in at all. He was totally overruled. Yeah. Uh, so if he had his way he would have let them stay in the empire to be sorted out as inhumanely as the empire wanted to do it. <laughs> yeah. He would have sent them back, sent the refugees back. Yeah. He couldn't wait to do it. So, so the, the forces of the forces within the Federation that are standing by their decision and now battling the empire. I mean, that's definitely not, not him. So actually that leaves the door open for, some interesting pathways. There's a lot of different ways this could turn out. I still find it hard to believe that the Empire is going to be the winner of this CG. Do we know what the reward tiers are yet? Let me... I've got the things open. Um, it doesn't look like anything has unlocked yet. No. Close to tier Obviously. one on the Fed okay. side. Uh, yeah. Any, anything going on on the Imperial side? I guess I can check that too. Uh, not even close. There may be a quarter of the way through tier one. <laughs> actually, actually, the Fed side did cross into tier one. So the rewards oh, okay. for starting at 100 going up to uh, top 10 commanders, you got mm-hmm. rewards ranging from 200,000 to 16 million credits right now. That'll go up cool. as that progresses. But yeah, I don't. Just a, maybe a funny point that you notice in the conflict zones, talking about who might win between the two powers. I don't yeah. know how the Empire could win, just based on the damage output of their capital ships. I feel like I can sit in front <laughs> of the ships for a lot longer. <laughs> the class. True, true. 
Um, <laughs> well, it, it will be interesting um, for for the role players out there who who are going to get involved. I, I I would love to see. I, I've so rarely seen conflict zones with uh, commanders on not that weren't like you know in my wing or in Discord with me. <laughs> you know, um, that's yeah. that's the real kind of joy of all these community goals is how they kind of focus us all. You know, with the <laughs> with the millions and millions of stars, they they need some way of getting us all to be together for a little while. Um, so, yeah, the galaxy feels a lot less empty. And don't be too afraid of ganking. I mean, this is a combat CG anyway, so we're not going to be bringing helpless ships in here. It, it should be totally different than a, a transport, you know, a cargo CG, right? Right. And in my experience, the instancing sets me, matches me up with very few random players. Hmm. Yeah. Even still, right? Hmm. Well, uh, my understanding is there are lots and lots of conflict zones, so um, choose your intensity level and get out there. It'll be fun. Uh, and what is this image? Oh, I get it. Now, what is this image? Wait. Has there been a... Uh... Is this the decoded? No, the. <laughs> hey, does this are you are you putting things in the notes here? I don't know if he's able to hear us. He he might be having trouble with the Discord for a second. Um, oh, I can kind of infer. Oh, the Operation Ida is hosting a ah. Guardian trip. Yeah, they just got back from their. Uh, their introduction to engineering for all the commanders that just got horizons for the first time. Mm -hmm. And uh, now that they're done gathering engineering materials, they're headed out to guardian space so they can get the guardian unlocks for all the new people. Awesome. So, uh, and and that's going to happen. Wait, is that Uh, happening right now? No, it's starting Thursday, the 14th. Uh, okay. I believe. Twelve. Twelve. The twelfth. Twelfth. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday twelfth. Okay. Hard. So, so it looks like they'll be starting in Melis. Is that 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 must be the system? Uh, Melis. Yep. They must be taking a carrier. So um, they have at- three carriers. Uh, two carriers. Pardon me. The Pillar of Autumn and Candy Mountain Charlie. Uh, please, <laughs> please don't copyright us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, they're they're uh, according to this image, they're planning to depart Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern time uh, for the event start, and they will be going to uh, first to a module blueprint site and a data site, and then um, th- so they will arrive there Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, or I guess they're. No, they're planning on being there within the hour. So then they yes. they spend a day there, and then the next day at 10 p.m. they will depart from that site to go to the next Guardian site, which will be for weapon blueprints. And then, yeah, this is a quick little trip. Uh, Saturday, same same deal. Uh, trans transitioning then to a vessel blueprint site, uh, and then on Sunday, 
uh, event will end at the Guardian Tech Broker. Yay. <laughs> Turn them all in. Okay, that's fun. Yeah, I did see that alert pop up from the uh, Operation Ida Discord a little before sitting down here, but I had not added it to the notes. So thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely messed up the notes trying to move that up a little. <laughs> it's all good, man. I just saw it pop up and was like, what the heck is this image? So uh, I think it's time we talk about this Halloween event. Uh, it had still, there was still a part of it not decoded until just today uh, as we record on Thursday the 5th. So hold on, hold on. Hold on. Before we get what? to the spoilers and we start Uh-oh. losing listeners that haven't done it, I do want to give <laughs> an enormous shout out to Osashis. Uh, okay, okay, do it. I want to give out an enormous Osashis. shout out for Osashis. Uh, he joined uh, the eight wheel eight wheeled uh, endurance race. Yes, and then made podium finishes after. Well, in in the in the tournament, learned how to do fliving, and then made podium <laughs> fish finishes regularly. And I'm I'm super excited to know that he got, you know, into our Discord. He he is occasionally active, and you know, like we we saw him start playing, and now we're seeing him win tournaments. And I'm just I'm super stoked. Yeah, way to go, way to go. Um, that's a that's actually a really. I had totally kind of forgotten that 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 went down um, and and, and uh, finished recently. Um, but that is those are some real hardcore dudes. <laughs> that is for sure. Um, if you haven't gotten a chance, uh, check out. Um, yeah, check check out. There, there are there are various uh, recaps you can find. I think they actually played some of it on one of the uh, Frontier streams as well. Um, one of the ones that I caught a piece of, there was uh, some of that in there. And they they do a great job of sports casting it. And uh, gosh, outstanding. I mean, can't, right down to the, to the aerial camera work uh, and everything, observing the race and um, fabulous stuff. So way to go, uh, everyone down there on your eight wheels. Um, is it time to get spooky? Let's get spooky. Okay, let's get spooky. So we talked last week about the Halloween event that had really just come to a head when we were recording, and everyone jumped all over it right away. I I, I honestly can't remember how much detail we went into about it, but there was the binary code message, um, which got taken apart instantly, um, because, you know, binary code's pretty easy. There was some uh, thoughts that there might be like a sub code in there somewhere, something to do with the colors, but so far nothing has emerged. So I'm kind of thinking probably not at this point. Um, but um, many of the sites were found, um, the logs uncovered, and it does tell a very spooky story. And what I think is particularly interesting about a lot of this is it's taking place kind of before humans are first introduced to the Thargoids. Like this, this could have been the very first Thargoid contact before all of the Commander Jameson mycoid virus stuff um, from, you know, back in the, back in the eighties in real life. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I, I, I didn't go out to explore any of this stuff on my own. Did you guys? I made it. I've been, I made it through a couple of steps. I think the, 
the binary code sent everybody racing out to the the Colsack Nebula. Yeah, um, it was, and then what last Thursday the ghost ship Adam Astor arrived in the Chuck Chan system. So that's that's where I started. Right. Um, yeah. So you go there. There's a lot of uh, damage to the ship. Of course, you can scan the uplink, and it gives you a incomplete log. Yep. A few different descriptions, some incomplete descriptions of where the ships has been, not the whole story. And when you combine one of the logs in there with another local news article in Chuck Chan, it sends you to uh, a listening post that's actually in the direction of uh, Barnard's Loop, which is sort of the opposite direction of the Nebula. You kind of got to line up a couple of the systems mentioned in the local news article and extrapolate out a certain distance to find the listening post system. And that that code that the listening post gives when you scan it is what stumped people for about a week, right? That was just mm-hmm. figured out today. And, until this morning. And I guess I, this is another thing that kind of brings me great joy because the secret seemed to be that it much was just much simpler than everyone was was yes. letting it go right um so the um so so you know somebody eventually tries the first character in this string of random letters and numbers is 8 and somebody says oh okay well what if we just make a line break at 8 characters all the way through the thing and suddenly when you read it vertically you can see uh, a, I guess it was a longitude and 615 light years. Uh, and, and I think that's what it says, right? It's, yeah, there's yeah. a longitude minus 38.0, 615 light years, body three. Right. Body three. Right. So now we know a direction. We know a longitude, but if we go back to one of the logs contains a latitude without a matching longitude. Um, so between all that, we ought to be able to figure out which way we're going. Um, I saw this kind of popping off um, just now, uh, or not just now, but earlier today. And, um, you know, I, I haven't heard yet, now that it's it's evening here, um, I have not heard that anyone's actually found the final place there has to be some final piece of this right that that hadn't right. been discovered yet i, I think, think this would be this would be the lab that the that the uh, 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 how do you say atomaster the the atomaster was sort of autopiling back right instead of going to its original destination it was switched to return to probably the home base of the company this this you know evil entity company that owns it trying to return its presumably thargoid cargo to it um, so hopefully somebody will find that base soon and then we'll have it, uh, really kind of pieced together. I, I mean, unless I've missed something, has anybody heard it? I'm nope. not sure that the system, that the clue from the listening post is already one of the systems that's been found by brute force in the, Oh, really? It, I'm, I'm not positive on that. I thought I 
heard that mentioned, but not not everything has been found for sure. There's still mysteries. I think. Uh, okay. I, I might be wrong on that that part, but I think the the story as we know it so far um, that I I know thanks to nice videos from uh, on the Space Hero YouTube channel from our DJ, our friend DJ Wiley and mm-hmm. Gail Net News Digest done a summary video on the story. What is what if people found a, a, an abandoned research station with some some logs? Were they from 200 years ago? Where they found a, some alien artifact? We're not sure if it was a a living thargoid or a thargoid sensor. Because when they took it in, right, started making all their equipment malfunction. That I think we've we've seen happen. It felt before. like sensor. Yeah. Okay. And we know the sensors are noisy and they talked about the sounds and stuff like that. But then on the other hand, they ta- they discussed it putting it in a cage, which almost made you think like it was a living entity of some kind. Um, yeah. Maybe the sensors are living entities. I guess probably not. Yeah. So they, so the pharmaceutical company sent out the Adamastor to go retrieve all this stuff. Yeah. For some reason, sent off in the opposite direction, maybe to mm-hmm. throw off the trail of anybody that was following them. But it seems like uh, they got caught by the Thargoids, and the Thargoids took back their stuff. It seems yeah. that way, anyway. Yeah, I think they've found a crash Sidewinder out there in the Colsec Nebula. Well, so the Sidewinder is this. Uh, what was her name? It was the. The uh, leader of the expedition, right? Uh, she says in one of the logs that she's taking, she's trying to get her people out at the last second, like, and she steals a sidewinder to do it. Um, and I'm forgetting the name, but I was sort of thinking that though the Adam Master was still carrying whatever this cargo was, but now it seems to be damaged and abandoned. It seemed like probably the Thargoids caught up to it and took back their probe or or their being or whatever it was that they had. Yeah, yeah, because it had what, reinforced some reinforced cargo hold. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Well, that brings us basically up to speed. I ha- I mean, there's it. It's really really cool if if you want to go out and hunt down these things, um, you can kind of learn as much or as little as you want about how to kind of piece it together. It has kind of been solved. So I really feel like at this point, it's it's probably not that much spoilers and you would have known to avoid it if you didn't want to. Um, if like me, you're not really planning on going to, to <laughs> hunt them out one by one, I, I probably just don't have the game time to do that right now. Um, I really enjoyed um, the various recaps and stuff between um, uh, just Galnet News kind of talking about it all, and uh, uh, the Burr Pit in particular yep. had kind of uh, just just the audio logs, um, kind of all back to back, uh, for sort of just the the great kind of the audio production that these guys put together for the the game. Um, always always tons of fun and. Um, I, I did enjoy that for just a few minutes of like getting down and spooky. <laughs> Somebody or something is hidden 
Thargoids from us for an extra 200 years. Right, right. Or or the Thargoids caught them and stole it and they never had it. Um, yeah. You know, this could be a dead-end story, but it could, it might not be. Maybe it's not. Maybe maybe this company is the one who stormed their own ship <laughs> and took it. I don't know. Um, does it look like it has Thargoid damage on it? I actually haven't even seen the ship. Yeah, it's a good question. It, I don't it remember definitely... It it definitely has 200 years of wear and tear on it. Okay. Well, there's at least that then. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to see, think of uh, what I, what I missed here. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if we did. We we're you know, that, that, that's basically the deal. Uh, I, I do kind of feel like it is pointing us to somewhere that hasn't been found yet. The, at least that was my impression today when we were, we're getting the, the notice that the final message had, had really been decoded. I'm just going to go and right now review the um, forum thread where it was Commander Matthew whatever that finally did, did crack the code. It's his literal name in the forum. <laughs> um I'm, I'm going to scan through quickly and I'm going to try to keep talking. Uh, so, and see if anybody is actually going to zip on out there and, and try to find what this world is with body three. Uh, boy, there's still a lot of tinfoilery going on in the forum here. Uh, people are finding other things in this message now that we've arranged it vertically. They're trying to. Uh, there's West, there's Nest, there's Ruins in here, but I think they have to organize it differently. No, no, that's eight. Yeah. It does say Nest and it does say Ruins too, but there's a bunch of other letters around them. Uh, and okay, well, I'm just narrating my own browsing of the forum now. This is very silly. Uh, but somebody uh, shared an image that I recognize as a famous image from the SETI project, uh, which their radio telescopes just spit out a bunch of numbers looking for a signal. And signals would stand out because they'd be a, like a cluster of different numbers and letters and stuff. And uh if I'm not mistaken, this was like the discovery. It ended up being like the discovery of a new quasar or something like that. But it was the signal that they didn't know what it was. And the scientists printed it out and circled it in red pen and writes wow next to it. This is a very famous astronomy image. And this is shared on here because it, it does look exactly like what we're looking at, right? We're turning all these letters vertical and arranging them in rows of eight and circling the, the word searchy stuff that pops out to our eyes and stuff. Um, trying to find a pattern. Right, and then the wow signal. Yeah, if you want to know what that is, I mean, Google astronomy, the wow signal, um, and you'll uh, you'll get it. But um, I've got one more page of forum. I don't think anybody uh, seems to have gone there. They're still arguing about different ways of doing it. I think people in this forum are still trying to find other stuff in this noise. Um, and it does seem like if, especially if you needed to offset everything by eight letters, then there would need to be a bunch of, 
you know, f- for code purposes, what would be null characters um, in order to fill it, right? In order to make the code work. So I don't know. It makes sense to me that there wouldn't be anything out there. Yeah. We are still missing uh, at least one of the logs from the Go ship. It goes from log 26 to log 28. Okay. 29, 30, 31. So maybe, maybe something missing. Okay, cool. Well, I, I look forward to it. Um, I, for one, are probably going to be working on our faction and maybe doing a little bit of this CG. Um, any, anything else uh, you guys want to add or should we, should we call this a show? I'm, uh, I'm good. Don't fly without rebuy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for, uh, being, thanks for being joined to me tonight for this very special time, uh, here on the loose screws being so loose and so screwy. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to be funny and not really succeeding, but sincerely, thanks. Thanks for coming along data. We hope to see a lot more of you. I hope you had fun because, um, yeah. All right. Good. Good. Um, I've been getting lots of good feedback about all the people that we've been having on the show. So yes, I hear you. This is going to continue, um, you know, full, full steam ahead. We're having fun over here. Thanks for listening and uh, visit loosecrewsed.com to get your fix of all things that are attached to and related to loose screws um, included and perhaps most particularly a link to the discord, but you can also find the merch store there where you can buy your sweatshirts and mugs. Um, and then you can uh, play, display them proudly from at least six feet away from everyone. And hopefully they'll ask you about it and then you'll get to say, well, let me tell you. And that'll be the start of a glorious conversation. So if you don't buy that merch, how else are we supposed to get paid? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. How will how will we continue to fund imperial terrorism if you don't buy our merch? <laughs> oh, shoot. Wait, edit this out, Justin. Okay. Okay, join the Discord. Uh, join the Discord. Uh join the Discord. Uh the game is more fun with people. Thanks very much, everyone. Um I have been Commander Jantrax and I still will be tomorrow. So there you go. Keep it loose. Keep it screwy. Good night. <laughs>